Well, it doesn't help that every swan song is like two hours long. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty indulgent stuff. <laughs> I, I love swans, though. Me too. And, like, Me too. I'm I, still, I'm still a fan. I I discovered you because of your because uh, of your tweet about running for Texas governor. I was oh, like, yeah. oh man, we got to get this guy on the show. And then I looked you up, and it was like, oh shit, and he plays with swans too. That's okay. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. <Right. laughs> Yeah, I was, uh, I was, I, I forgot what city I was in. Maybe I was in Pittsburgh when I made that. Oh, no, no, no. I think I was in D.C. when I made that little video. And I was just so disgusted by the bathroom bill. Right. That yeah. Dan Patrick mm-hmm. and Ken Paxton were trying to push through the Texas ledge. Oh, yeah. Just so much disgusting, hateful legislation kicked I mean, around. And they, they, and they called that special session, and you got the sense that it was one of their big priorities, and they still couldn't get it done. They like yeah, it, canceled like everybody's totally vacations to bring them back in and try to push this. And I mean, people occupied the state house. It was amazing. Yeah, the the activism. I mean, these are terrifying times. But there's a lot of consolation that comes from standing in a group of hundreds, sometimes 50,000 in the case of the Women's March, people of people right. who are also outraged by what's happening. listening to the liquid flannel podcast thanks for tuning in once again i'm chuck williams joining me in nebraska is brendan williams brendan how you doing man back at it for another week back at it man that tenacity that (laughs) dedication all right stop we love it we love it and joining us in arlington texas is the great matthew hodges matt how you doing dude i'm doing real well man i'm excited about this one Man, I'm excited too, because as the audience knows, we always bring cool people on the show. Matt, why don't you tell us who we got this week? Yeah, absolutely. This this might be, I mean, if we're talking about uh, like ranking people in coolness, this may be our coolest guest yet. Agreed. Uh, he's, yeah, he's the front man for Thor and Friends. He has been a member of Swans and Shearwater, and he blew up on Twitter a couple of months ago when he addressed the political audience and announced his candidacy for governor of texas thor harris thank you so much for joining us on liquid flannel yeah thanks for having me on you guys howdy yeah thank you (laughs) howdy podcast world (laughs) (laughs) that's right Thor, who's who's not coming in from texas like like we assumed no i live in austin oregon i live in austin but i'm visiting my friend parker monk parker who lives in portland at least some of the time. Nice. How is Portland right now? Man, it's... Getting away from the heat a little bit? Yeah, getting away <laughs> from the Texas heat and hurricane season. It's cool and beautiful up here right now. It's still daylight. Where y'all are, is it dark? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's yep. oh, super yeah. dark. It gets dark at it like... It was dark like an hour 630 ago. 6.30 now. But, it's, yeah. it's like... It's getting into that... that uh, those dark times. Yep. In the yeah. cold winters. These are dark, Although, dark times. I think we all agree tonight, on that. 100%. America didn't get Although, great. It got really dark. <laughs> it got dark, but we're recording on a harvest moon. <laughs> Whoa. Which I, yeah. Wow. I didn't realize what that was, but apparently it has to do with uh, some something back from the farm days. Yeah. And it's a Neil, <laughs> it's a Neil Young record, too. 
Oh, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> Once I was walking down a hallway in Washington, D.C., and Neil Young was coming the other way, and I thought about going, hi, Neil Young, you're so awesome. <laughs> but then I thought, oh, that sounds really dumb. And me and, <laughs> me and Neil Young, we sort of look alike. And um, yeah, <laughs> I'm a little younger and slightly more handsome. But um, <laughs> but we just sort of like gave each other a really kind of friendly, knowing nod. It was pretty awesome. Nice. <laughs> I assume that you you didn't have the big bushy beard then. I didn't. If he no. recognized you as a as a Neil Young like doppelganger. Yeah, I, I was back then. I used to shave. I just sh- I just got rid of that giant beard, but it, it'll be back. Oh, it was epic too. It was epic. <laughs> It'll be back yeah. soon. Okay. What was the occasion for shaving? I don't know. I was just uh I just thought let's just let's just push reset on this. <laughs> right. Restart. Yeah. You know. Well man, in dealing with the Texas heat, you know, I, I can't believe you made it so far yeah. through the summer with uh with that much that yeah. much facial well, I hair. made I made it through the summer. I, I eight months of growth on my main, but then, you know, I was kind of <laughs> like, maybe a reset would be good, but I really like the idea of facial hair as the poor man's witness protection program. Because once I was eight <laughs> months in, people were like, man, whoa, I haven't seen you in forever. I didn't think it was you because of that beard. And then I cut it off and then everyone's yeah. like, whoa, dude, you look different. Yeah. You know, so. I love it. Yeah. I almost feel like I'm playing a new character or something. So. Yeah, me too. It's cool. Me too. I, yeah. I, um, now that I'm getting old and pretty wise, I, I really like fall into the wizard stereotype a lot. <laughs> Heck yeah. Thought, That's a great stereotype to fall into. Yeah, it's good. You can't have too many of those around. Well, and I've never met a wizard that people didn't like. You yeah, know? it's well, true. I'll so. grow it back. It'll just take a... A week or so from a <laughs> right. tribe of really <laughs> hairy Neanderthals. So you know that that place in your spirit that drove you to uh, to to shave the beard is that the same place that drove you to enter into uh, candidacy candidacy for governor? It kind of <laughs> or, is. It's kind okay. it's, Yeah, it's kind of like you know the thing about running for governor is at this point. I know that I would do a better job than the guy who's got that job right now. And I can also Mm -hmm. say that about the presidency, but I think that almost, (laughs) you know, I think most people would do a better job than the guy (laughs) they've got doing that. You know, but it's really true of both of them. They're Greg Abbott and Donald Trump are just both embarrassingly bad at their jobs. Mm -hmm. And before Greg Abbott, as you know, we had Rick Perry, (laughs) and before that we had george w bush texas has been Mm, if i if i may be so bold in the hands of fools since ann richards left wow and um, right and we were talking about this a little bit before but i can't imagine that has anything to do with the way our voting districts are drawn down here where like if you want to vote for a more progressive candidate your vote almost doesn't, doesn't count. count depending How on where you live. How is that democracy at all? I right. mean, anything done to silence voters mm-hmm. is undemocratic. They're like, 
It's Absolutely. one person, one vote, but if you're voting against the grain, we're diluting the shit out of it. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, that's so <laughs> I mean, that's so cowardly and it's so at its very root un-American. I mean, if you mm. consider America a democracy. Yes, it was founded on genocide and slavery, but mm. it also has a pretty great constitution and I think Definitely. we all see that it has great potential and it, it has some great things about it, but yeah. We're... It's a fixer-upper kind of country, you know? <laughs> right. Okay. Like that old house you're staying in, you know? It just needs a little uh, tender love and care. Yeah. A little TLC. Just to whip it back into shape a little bit. really needs some work, some <laughs> renovation, our, our democracy. Knock down some walls, dude, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it, Absolutely. And one of the things we, we talked about is like they have this uh, Supreme Court case going on right now with Wisconsin and the voter districts, which hopefully if we can get a good outcome from that will lead to some more fair representation because the facts of this Wisconsin case are so egregious that you're seeing the Democrats will get like over 50 percent of the vote, you know, 53, 55 percent of the vote but then get like 30 seats and the Republicans will get 60 seats, even though they got less votes. And right. it's like, I mean, there's no arguing that that's not a good system. The like, game is to be sold, not to be told, my friend. <laughs> you know? And Texas is, is very similar. Well, and I was, I was heartened to see um, John McCain and – shoot another senator uh came out they they released a a statement the other day talking about the wisconsin case and urging the justices to make the right decision in that and they brought up a thing that uh i don't think this point gets made very often but it it's totally right which is when you have these gerrymandered districts these safe districts then the only way that you're going to have a shift in uh your representatives is if somebody goes like further to the right or further to the left, mm. they become it, it. It not only disenfranchises the people who uh, want to vote for the other party, but it also means that your representatives are just going to get more and more extreme because that's the way you like primary somebody. Yeah. You know, I used to I used to think that <clears throat> one way to try to, you know, try to throw a wrench in the spokes of that is to just say everybody, everybody register as a Republican. Maybe if you did that, like maybe if there was 100% and then they wouldn't be able to necessarily tell, I mean, they'd still probably be like, okay, what's the black part of town? <laughs> what's the Hispanic part of town? Right. But you know, it'd be right. a lot harder for them. So, well, and in a lot of States you have to be registered as a certain party to vote in the, in the primary. Right. Um, which leads to all this stuff where like, I know Chuck, you have changed your party registration multiple oh, dude, times I'm to try to participate. Key flip flopper in Nebraska. <laughs> let me tell you. And <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous that they set up these systems that make people, you know, go through that where they try to say like, Oh, it's, you know, everybody says like, Oh, I'm a centrist, you know, I'll vote for whoever, you know? And it's like, but they literally make it impossible yep. for you to operate in that way. Cause if you want to register independent, then you can't even participate in the majority of the political process. Right. Right. So, Thor, uh, I, I want to dig into uh, some of your specific policy recommendations for Texas here in a minute. But first, I was hoping uh, you could tell us just a little bit about what's the process look like when you decide that you're going to run for public office like um, that? 
I haven't really dealt with, I've been kind of touring and doing music stuff since I made that announcement. So, so I haven't registered and I haven't gotten all the signatures that I need, but, um, well, you know, you've got one signature here in, uh, thank you, Matt. Yeah. I, I've got to get a bunch of signatures. I think I have to come up with um, some huge sum of money, which I can probably, uh, I think my sister-in-law is going to set up a super pack for me. Nice. Okay. And, uh, I, I really am, was hoping that Julian Castro would just say, I'll be the democratic candidate, Mm -hmm. but I don't think he's going to do it. Um, right. Because I, I truly don't want to be governor. I just don't, I want us to have a better governor than we have. And it's kind of unconscionable to like ask somebody else to do it and say, come on, man, do this really crappy job that doesn't, you know, by my standards, it pays well, but you know, I don't think it pays. I don't even know what it pays, but (laughs) well, isn't that, I mean, that's so (laughs) fundamentally American, right? I mean, we, people like to talk about, like George Washington didn't want to be president and therefore he was the best person to be president because he was doing it, doing it out of a a sense of service and wanting to make the system better, not because he actually wanted the power. I think that those are the kind of people that we want. I think that, yeah, I think we want people that take the job begrudgingly. And I sort of think that Bernie Sanders is that way. I, I think that he got into it when he was young and he just stayed in it because he can't resist the fight for justice, you know, I think he has just an innate sense that people deserve a better world than than what we've got. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. I think it is crazy that in Texas and in a lot of other places, because the Republicans have been so dominant in state politics, the opposition parties have almost given up. I mean, they're like this. It's so gerrymandered. You know, why would we even waste, you know, our effort in in trying to run people? And that's just so sad, especially when we're in a time now where when with Trump winning elections and there's kind of a movement against the establishment and against this Republican controlled majority. Yeah. If they had been doing the work in the in the in the lead up years they'd be in a position where they could actually win mobilize, but it seems like they're just, no one knows what they're doing and and no one wants to really, you know, make a push for it. Yeah. The the Democrats, the the Democrats are really letting us down these days. They definitely knew need new leadership and you know, why hasn't the democratic party contacted me and said, Hey, are you serious? Do you really want to do that? You know, Right. There's just, they're not mobilized right. and they're not organized. And I don't know if they've, con- there's a, what's the name of the other candidate? He's a, he owns a leather bar in Dallas. Ha <laughs> dude. What's the name of that bar? No, I'm just kidding. He seems, oh, yeah. he seems cool. Um, yeah. But. Um, Does he have a nice beard? <laughs> I don't think the Democrats are organized or are making much of an effort at this gubernatorial race when it seems like there's so much material to use against Greg Abbott. I mean, someone just said to me the other day, you know, you can't possibly win. Greg Abbott right from the get go has $41 million. 
And that bummed me out for a few days. But then I thought, yes, he has $41 million, but he's, he's also got like the blood of all these children on his hands. Right. He's also got a a public school system that he and his cronies have been strangling for years. We have, Mm -hmm. we have one of the worst, you know, and the only sensible adult in the Texas government that I can see seems to be Joe Strauss. He's (laughs) the guy that sort of keeps it somewhat, working somewhat for the people Mm -hmm. well and greg abbott also has a an attorney general who if things don't uh start shaping up for him this guy's going to jail we're talking about um ken paxton who just in the past couple of days it came out that he's now under investigation for taking like a hundred thousand dollar gift from the ceo of a a corporation that he was supposed to be investigating for like fraud, some uh, medical device company that just gave him a hundred thousand dollars. Wow. That literally sounds to like help every him other story. Fight off other fraud charges that uh, that he was dealing with. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole thing is just corrupt from top to bottom. Yeah, I mean, I I don't see at this point if we have all of this pay to play politics, how in America we're really much better off than. Russia is right. Yeah, we have we have pretty good quality of life and we're complacent. Nobody, you know, nobody's like taking to the streets and saying, well, people are. Yes, they are. People are showing up. I mean, not I I don't want to go too far down that we're fucked um, path (laughs) because because that is really the true enemy for for people like us to say yeah. we're fucked, mm-hmm. right? Well, that's the that's the Russian model, right? That I mean, that's how the oligarchy ends up taking over your government. You just flood the people with so many problems that nobody eventually nobody has any energy left to try to fight anything. Yeah, and they're crushed. And at that point, they win the game. Yeah, you know, they they just get to do whatever because they know that right. the resistance is is beaten at that point. Yeah. Well, and I. I think on the flip side of it, though, I mean, the Republicans have also put themselves into a position where literally the worse the candidate is, the better they do. And that's why you get people like freaking Kid Rock and, you know, <laughs> right. people like uh, this dude who just uh, this anti-abortion congressman or whatever oh, yeah. who just resigned <laughs> yeah. after his like him asking his, the woman he was having an affair with to get an abortion was was revealed pro and right. pro life in the, the streets pro choice in the right. sheets <laughs> yeah dude. I think was that'd be a great t-shirt slogan tossed around yeah and, i think we've got a i think we've got an episode title there <laughs> yeah. right and these people run because they they say like oh it doesn't even matter how terrible you are you you'll, right. you'll just win you'll just sail into the wind because people just don't even care how corrupt you are how mm-hmm. terrible you are as long as you just have that the right letter next to your name you just get the votes because people don't even care and that's not a sustainable system at all and and i think a lot of people are waking up and especially people on the other side who see people like trump and kid rock and saying like well you know i used to think maybe i wasn't qualified for political office because you know that's for oh yeah rich smart people to do but it's like shit now anybody could do it you know that is that is that is exactly what led me to announce that I was running for governor. I was 
Right. I just felt, I mean, I'm a college dropout. I'm an art school dropout. I've been playing music <laughs> for the last 30 years. But I just thought, look at the people that they're running for these jobs. Yes, Greg Abbott is a lawyer, but he's also a terrible, terrible governor. Right. Yeah. Well, and, you know, Kansas is seeing it. I mean, Kansas got so bad that they literally have two high school students running right now. Against, I believe for the governor against race. Sam Brownback? Know? No, Brownback is... I don't think he's running. He's not because he was appointed by Trump for something. I think it was like religious, like director of religious whatevers or something. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, man. You know, he's, the director, he's the director of bowing his head and pretending to be serious. But he... Uh, <laughs> But right now, um, there is a high school kid on the Republican primary and on the Democrat primary. Wow. And the kid that's on the Republican primary said, I was inspired by the kid that's running in the Democrat primary. He encouraged me to do it. Man, I thought you were joking, but literally, yeah, Sam Brownback was appointed United States Ambassador at Large for International Religious Freedom. Oh, man. How is that even a thing? Yeah, what what is that? Straight out of my butt. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah. Why is well, that a thing? It's it's a thing to save the poor people of Kansas. They've been through a lot. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a thing to give to some governor who knows that everyone hates him and he couldn't win if he ran again. So. Right. Right. <laughs> give, give me a, a, you know, get out of jail free card. Whoop. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe in some ways seeing these ridiculous stereotypes, you know, as politicians, is going to encourage more engagement. It's going to encourage the average person to say, look, this person's horrible. Maybe I can stand up and at least make sense, you know, so. Well, and I think this whole idea of like, well, how, who's qualified or whatever, like you have to be a lawyer or whatever. Out the window. If you're, I don't care how, how many law degrees you have, if you're a corrupt money grubbing asshole. Right. Exactly. I would rather have an idiot who cares about people in there doing the best that they can do to help people. Versus you some bet. overqualified yeah. lawyer or something like that. One hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely, man. If we're gonna if we're gonna elect a rocker to any like high public office, I think uh, I think Texas has the better candidate than uh, than Michigan does. Right we now. do. I, I tell you, <laughs> yeah. I I would be a huge improvement over Greg Abbott and Kid <laughs> Rock. That guy. <laughs> Could you imagine having to go to political things where he's there? Man, I mean, what? <laughs> right. What's like the, the most Senate metal finance thing? committee or whatever? Right. Like, well, let's let's see what Mr. Rock has to say. Yeah. Uh, bah with the bah, uh cut taxes. Right. That's, that's my position. <laughs> yeah. Mr. Growing up in the uh, Detroit hip hop scene or whatever. I mean, he was kind of rap rocking back in the day in the '90s. That was a weird time. You know, was a rap weird got time. a little too friendly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rap got a little too friendly with rock. It was after that Paul Abdul shit. So, <laughs> well, well, man, uh, do you guys do you guys want to take a short break there, and when we come back, idea. maybe we can talk to Thor about some you know specific oh, uh, sort of policies that you think Texas needs to look at? Yeah, dude, totally. Let's do it. Okay. Howdy, my name's Thor Harris, and I'm running for governor of Texas. Because fuck this. So before we get into Thor's policies, I wanted to kick it off a little bit. There was a tweet storm from a ProPublica reporter that I, I followed, Jessica Huseman, talking about some specific Texas news. Texas has spent more than $4 million of taxpayer money defending its 
incredibly draconian voter ID law so far. And these lawsuits are still going on. And part of the problem is the DOJ was initially trying to prosecute this law. And then when Trump came into office, now they've switched sides and they're defending the law in court. So $4 million, that's just what Texas has spent to say nothing of like the rest of the country's taxes going toward defending these these voter ID laws. One of my favorite things about these laws is that it leaves out tribal IDs. What? Which is something that pretty much every state with a voter ID law includes because they're legitimate identification. But the reason Texas's law doesn't include them is because some legislative staffer couldn't figure out how many tribes we have in Texas. What? And so didn't know how to like build those into the law. <laughs> he didn't so know just, how to use the fucking internet? Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's hard sometimes. One of my favorite Texas voter ID facts was that they would allow you to use a gun registration but not a state school school ID student ID right right which has your picture on it it's it's just about voter integrity right so yeah thor i i know that this is an issue that you're heated on i mean what are your thoughts on this like what should what should texas be doing in terms of voters voter id laws in general have just become a a, a tool for voter suppression and basically keeping brown people from voting as if texas isn't already doing enough to keep brown people from voting yeah exactly they're just another tactic to do that and they're indefensible we should do everything we can to include as many people in our democratic process because that's when it works best sure Right. You can't represent the will of the people and you can't respond to their needs if you're making it impossible for the people to participate in that process and tell you what their needs are. That's right. And more people will make a better decision than some tiny group of people who have stolen the power from the masses. Right. That's as simple as I can put it. These are just voter suppression tactics. Right. What has happened and there's a great article by uh, Lawrence Wright that came out in the New Yorker magazine about voter suppression and about gerrymandering in Texas. It's, it's basically these Texas politicians have chosen their voters rather than their voters choosing them. Yeah. It's a huge mess and it has to be undone. That $4 million of taxpayer money should have been spent on public schools. We're strangling our public school system. Another yeah. huge thing is we talked a little bit about the coast. We have, I think, 3,380-something miles of coast in Texas. Sure. We are a state that needs to believe in climate change and needs to start addressing how it's going to affect our state in the coming decades. Oh, man, you're playing my song at this point. We we don't need to look any further than what happened with Hurricane Harvey and just the terrible public planning in Houston. Exactly. That, that made the flooding so much worse than it needed to be. Yeah, no public planning, basically. Yeah, literally no public planning in Houston. I, I love Houston. It's just such a soulful, amazing place. There's so much great about it, but... The entire coast is in danger in the coming decades because of these meaner and meaner storms. And what we have 
down there is a lot of scary chemicals that sure. when mixed with water and poured all over the land mm -hmm. are going to result in people being poisoned. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there was an article, the Texas Standard on our public radio was reporting on it. Yeah, I love that show. Oh, man, they do such good work. Seriously, shout out to the Texas Standard. You guys are great. Yeah. They were talking about this massive dioxin spill that happened. Yep. That's right where I grew up. And and if you don't have your, your chemistry degree, all you need to know about dioxins is they cause cancer, like really gnarly, awful, incurable cancers, and they do it very easily. You don't have to get a whole lot of this chemical in or on you, and you're going to die from some weird throat cancer or something. Now, you're sure yeah. this is not the cancer that gives you superpowers, right? <laughs> this isn't that kind of toxic spill, right? You never know unless you try. Okay. No, no, that's, okay. that's radioactivity. Gamma rays. Gamma <laughs> rays and radioactive spiders and stuff. Another thing to say about the coast is you've got thousands of miles of coast with huge plants that are built for refining petrochemical products. In the coming decades, yeah. we're going to want to repurpose some of that land because the petrochemical industry is not going away, but we're going to run less and less of our world on petrochemical products and more and sure. more of it mm -hmm. on sure. solar, wind, more sustainable, less carbon producing stuff. If there's a way that right. we could give sustainable energy producing companies, even if they're the same companies, incentives to move into some of those lands which should never be used for residential or farming or anything like that. Instead of letting them turn into these like vast industrial wastelands, like what happened to Bridgeport, Connecticut, right? What happened to Detroit when the constantly failing auto industry abandoned huge swaths of it? Yeah, of just poisoned ground. I mean, you've got heavy metals, petrochemicals, all sorts. Of, I mean, even if you could get a plant to grow there, you're not going to be able to eat it. Yeah. Right. And what's even more likely to happen is that land be left poisonous and sold to build houses for poor people. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Developers will swoop in there and build a bunch of houses and we'll have another like love canal. It's like every kid in this elementary school has got crazy allergies and skin diseases and constant right. headaches and epilepsy. Even Texas has a better example of how this can be done in the past couple of years. Georgetown, down there by Austin, runs completely on wind energy. You know, we have an amazing wind resource here in Texas. That's right. We do. Texas is a really diverse state. Yeah. We've got brown people. We've got gay people. We've got atheists. We've got agnostics. You've got socialists. We've got socialists, and yet all of the power is in the hands of these Anglo-evangelical, intolerant, belligerent men who seem to have nothing short of contempt for the rest of us. Yeah, absolutely. And that will not stand. That has to come to an end. And what you see with all this shit like voter ID laws, all, all of this gerrymandering is that ruling class clinging desperately to power when if they could let this power go, 
they might find that it's still a world that they could live in. It could be exactly still a world where they could still be rich and powerful, and yet we wouldn't have maternal mortality rate of a third world country yeah. and we could have <laughs> right. we could have decent schools yeah. i mean that's the thing they can easily what is the difference between several million dollars to a billionaire the things that i'm proposing are not going to bankrupt these billionaire ruling class right. corporatist vultures vultures yeah <laughs> speaking about the id law it's worth remembering that the entire premise for having voter ID laws in the first place is to prevent voter fraud, where I guess the theory is that you get a bunch of people to fraudulently vote in person one by one yeah. to somehow alter the election, even though they've gerrymandered it so much that they're winning by millions and millions of votes anyway. Yep. Yeah. Just the logistical idea of that. It makes it so implausible as to be ridiculous. Brendan's right. It does not fucking happen. Voter fraud, super rare. What did it happen like once in Texas and it turned out to be some woman that was voting Republican? Right. right she voted twice. There's all kinds of Trump supporters. <laughs> right. Yeah. She had gone to like two different places yeah. and voted for Trump. Right. People right. in Trump's cabinet like Jared Kushner, who like wrote that he was a woman on his voter registration. Right. Yeah. People like Manafort was registered in like three different right. states. Steve Paul Bannon. Manaf Paul Jeez. Manafort. At the same time, they'll look at Russians literally hacking into state voter like registrations and, and things like that and then saying like well hey Nothing it's not like here. the tallies of the votes were changed there's no evidence of that they maybe they hacked in or whatever fine you know everybody does that that's legit <laughs> concerning right this whole in person you got one guy yeah. to go vote 50 times and then you had to get 5,000 guys to go vote 50 times to even get close to right. making a difference. It's not possible. But yeah. yet the hacking, they will just dismiss out of hand as like, oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll look into it maybe. If they really want, you could make a voter ID system where it is zero cost to average people. But that's not what they want to do because that's what they, it's like a poll tax. I mean, yeah. it's like you have to go get an ID because not everyone has one. Which means you have to spend a freaking half day at the DMV or better, you know. So right. not only are you paying money to get this thing, and Republicans are like, well, it's only like $10. Everybody has, you know, ID for beer and stuff. They have to get this official ID, but right. they have to waste half a day to do it. They may have daycare situations that right. they have to line up. They may be elderly, you know. I mean, there, there are a ton of, like, elderly people of color who... They don't have mobile. I drive for Meals on Wheels, man. I know a bunch of people who literally don't have a car. Like, yeah, they can't right, go right. to the DMV. They can't walk to the DMV. Right. Or students living in a different state right. or whatever at the time of right. the election. And sure. I think people you know. forget that, like, there's people alive today in Texas who were born in Texas. And they'll say, well, if you want to get your ID, you need to have a birth certificate. Where were you born? And they're like, well, I'm black. So I went to the hospital and they said, get the hell out of here. This is the white hospital. <laughs> so I was born at home and I don't have any of that stuff. Yeah. And those people are alive today testifying in court. Right. But yet they'll rather believe that George Soros paid illegal immigrants, you know, to vote <laughs> 500 times each or something. Something that you said reminded me, I mean, made me think about this in the new way. The people that they're afraid of voting illegally 
are also the people that they don't want voting because they're people of color and poor people. And those are the people who have the least resources to drive around all day on election day and start voting in a bunch of different precincts. There are models to do this. Like you could just automatically register everybody who's domiciled in the state. That's what uh, I think Oregon has a system similar to that. The post office keeps track of where you live and your address. I mean, it's it's totally doable. Right. They, they do that already. Yeah, they have the data. Like where you live, where your mailing address is. And another thing we talked about was the lack of environmental regulations in these refining areas and these chemical storage areas in in Houston. It's atrocious. Do you guys know in Texas, we have this silly uh, mock agency. It's called the uh, TCEQ, Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. What it is, is like a bunch of people who have been appointed by Rick Perry, (laughs) Greg Abbott. They just hand out permits to these industry people and they go golfing with them and stuff. Oh, sure. They're all the sons of like oil industry executives and stuff (laughs) like that. These guys who basically just like rich fail sons who are getting appointed to this thing that's going to let them help out dad's company. And then there's some people that go to work for the TCEQ because they're like smart kids who say, hey, I want to help protect the environment. And then they work for decades in that agency and figure out, hey, this agency isn't actually protecting the environment. We have so many Superfund sites in Texas. The most polluted place in the country is about 20 miles from where I grew up. Right. It's uh, Sims Bayou right there in Pasadena, Texas. And I mean, you look great, though, Thor. But- uh, thanks. <laughs> I was going to say, thanks. maybe that gave you <laughs> those drumming abilities or something, you know. I'm well-preserved. <laughs> right. You've got Rick Perry out there. His new plan as the head of the Department of Energy, the department that he couldn't remember the name of that he wanted to eliminate. He's a flunky, that guy. Right. So his Literally. new plan is to help the energy industry industry there's all this solar power all this wind power it's taking some of that energy money and it's hurting these old dirty coal plants and stuff and they're just not doing great so rick perry wants to give them government handouts Mm -hmm. to keep them in business keep those coal plants burning when solar you know don't want that solar taking up all that air seriously here's a little model of something that we do not want to repeat but we're probably repeating it right now In Europe, they took the lead out of paint in the 1930s. All of Europe. Right. In America, in America, it took till 1978 to get lead paint Mm -hmm. outlawed. To get the lead out. And lead gasoline. Another great Mm -hmm. example of us doing really stupid things because the industry is who governs our country, not the people. In most of the countries in Europe, they have had single-payer health care since 1915. Yeah, of course. It's 2017. Right. We still don't have that here. Well, hold on. So the lead paint, if you think about it, the people who were growing up during the heyday of lead paint are also about the age to be Donald Trump's main voting demographic. Yeah. It's a a cycle. It's a Mm self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm -hmm. Yes. Were you guys able to drive when there was still leaded fuel in the country? (laughs) Probably. I remember it. It was, yeah, I'm 52. Mm -hmm. And um, 
my dad was really concerned about them taking lead out of gasoline mm-hmm. because what lead did in gasoline, and I know this show isn't about mechanical engineering, but that's fine. <laughs> sometimes it is. Lead sort of in a weird way acts as a lubricant. It's a super soft mm. yet very heavy metal. That's hot. My dad believed that it was going to make cars not last as long when they took the lead out of gasoline. Well, I mean, maybe. Small price to pay, though, for not having all that lead. There must have been like an (laughs) Alex Jones equivalent or something going on out there. Speaking of pariahs from Texas, Alex Jones, what I want to say about him is he has one job, and that's to be a paranoid sort of canary in a coal mine, freaked out dude so that he can alert the world when some conspiracy comes up. What happened was he became a cog in the wheels of the conspiracy, and he actually completely (laughs) missed the conspiracy, which was Russia controlling our elections. Right. And he became a tool of the Mm. conspiracy. What abject fucking (laughs) failure that guy is yeah what cancer to our democracy that guy is oh absolutely that's not winning oh yeah i mean you can't not talk about the ridiculous shit that he says and then he calls the president on the phone and they have dinner together like all the time it's absolutely right nut bananas crazy it's in the documents right i mean i have it on good authority that alex jones is a lizard person and he's only doing this so that blending the real conspiracies in with the fake conspiracies so you can't Uh, tell them apart it's all part of the russian disinformation campaign that he's a part of it's it's genius really i thought he had goblin blood (laughs) and i'm not some racialist that's obsessed with race and whites have been so conditioned to be politically correct that they could say go jump off a cliff white person or you're racist the average white person would probably jump off a cliff even with their newborn baby if ordered to do so by Rachel Maddow or Ed Schultz. I think if I told the average Democratic trendy, stab your child with a butcher knife to prove that you love Obama, they would probably do it. I'm not joking. You know I'm telling the truth. They really, like, still wear this poor white man victim mantle. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's intrinsic to their brand, (laughs) right? That's how Donald Trump won, also, is just speaking to the anxieties of scared old white men. Yeah, Yeah. and you could tell that white men are super oppressed because when a crazy white man goes on a shooting spree, people say, like, man, what's wrong with white men? Like, we need to ban white men from coming into this country. They're out of control. Extreme Um, vetting. I mean, that's how oppressed these white people are. Oh, wait. That literally right. never happens right. to white Seriously. people. That's the only group of people that that doesn't happen to. If this is a black person, if this is a Muslim person, that's immediately what everybody says. Oh, yeah. We would have been hearing about Black Lives Matter or Jihad. For white people, somehow, no. This leads right. to Senator James Inhofe of Oklahoma. It does an interview with Vox and says that oh, the Las Vegas shooter doesn't have to do with white men or gun culture or anything like that. It's because we have a permissive society that allows for things like sanctuary cities. He's blaming illegal immigrants for the shooting. Wow. Even though that had nothing to do with anything. 
We don't know why the guy shot up that concert. This dude is the guy, though, that brings the intellectual capacity of the conversation down to the basement. Oh, yeah. He's the guy that brought in a snowball in Congress <laughs> in the wintertime right. to prove that global warming wasn't a thing. Wow. And he keeps getting voted in. I mean, that was that literally what? like five, right. what, could have been 10 years ago or some right. shit. To, to bring it back around, the whole thing about, I mean, they're, they're so intellectually dishonest, and it's because... People forget, hey, science is important. I mean, the reason that the EPA and stuff exists is because of this stuff like leaded gasoline right. that was literally killing a ton of people, yeah. causing all kinds of problems. And now the EPA has almost done such a good job that people are like, oh, pollution? Like, we fixed that. Mm-hmm. What's the real problem now is all these government regulations that say things like, don't put your petrochemical refinery that might explode. Right if there's too much rain next to an old folks home right or have the law say well okay if you're going to do that you have to like put money into a fund cuz whenever that goes wrong that's going to be really mm-hmm. a lot of work and they say like oh this is just job killing mm-hmm. money grubbing regulations we could give this back to the people right it's so sad that it literally takes these like chemical refinery explosions and stuff to have people be like oh hey wait maybe regulations and stuff aren't so bad but do they even get to that point you know you've got a dude like scalise or whatever that gets shot and then witnesses (laughs) this thing and is still totally fine gets gets shot and then gets his life saved by an african-american lesbian cop who's married to another woman wow yeah that's so great after he gets out of the hospital he's gonna go speak at an anti-lgbt groups fundraiser or whatever right he says things like, you know, Second Amendment. I'm thankful that there were people there exercising. I'm thankful there were you know, lesbians with guns. You're right. I'm, <laughs> I'm so thankful for those people with, who had guns that brought their guns there. And it's like those people were police officers. Right. No one is <laughs> right. saying that police officers shouldn't be armed. Of or, course not. You know, if they are, it, that is hey, not. Some a, of us are. Some of us are saying that, that. is yeah. not a position that anyone in the current government is taking. But he's right. going to argue like these people are so crazy they don't want even the police to have. It's like no, no one saying that at all but this dude had like 40 freaking assault rifles or whatever in his hotel room well and Um, he bought 30 guns in the last year right i saw a great twitter (laughs) meme where it's like cnn and it says nobody noticed anything unusual about this guy and then like the headline under that like two down it's like dude bought 30 guns (laughs) in one year i mean that's not weird i i do that everybody yeah everybody i know just does that dude that's just second amendment i mean you you got to keep those gun stocks up helping america Right. those American jobs. I'm really glad that you guys brought it back around to regulation because, Thor, I did find this, this article. Your stated policy positions really feed into that, right? Remove barriers at Planned Parenthood. Yeah. Get rid of the bathroom bill. Get rid of SB4, which is the Sanctuary Cities bill. The Texas bill that basically makes it illegal to be... A sanctuary city. People don't understand what a sanctuary city is, but basically a sanctuary city is a city that where basically they're just saying, we're not going to spend all of our police and government resources tracking down nonviolent people right. whose immigration status isn't 100% legit. Or lapses like, We're going to focus whatever, right. the majority of our resources on you know violent crime, things that actually impact people's safety. Exactly. That's, that's what a sanctuary city is. I mean, they say it like basically like hanging up a sign that's like- That says you know, all 
all illegals welcome. Right, you know, Mexican right. Mexican gang lords, you know, come on down. <laughs> MS-13. You know, it, it's, it's crazy, right. the picture that they paint of what this practice is, which is just a strategic allocation of limited government resources. 100%. So then, Thor, you go on some of your other policy positions kind of push in the opposite direction from less regulation because what you want to do is fund the public schools by taxing corporations and the 1%. Better environmental regulation to protect the health of the people who live in Texas. I went to public schools. A common thing that the Republicans have done is blame teachers, which is wrong. Public schools yeah. public schools need better funding. I think that charter schools are a distraction. I think that vouchers are a distraction from fixing and properly funding the public school system. If you're talking about a poor family, even if you're going to give them some kind of a, a voucher or a tax break or something to help pay tuition at one of these private schools or even these charter schools, that's still out of their reach. So it's it's this yeah. this illusion of school choice when really what you're talking about is just the school that they're going to end up going to just gets less money than it had before, which already is, like you've said, just being strangled. Yeah. One of the easiest things to do, too, is also to just offer preschool to people. I mean, that's that's not right. that expensive to do. And all the research shows that it's incredibly beneficial to the long yeah. educational outcomes, right. you know, to all these students just by getting them into that earlier, getting them started learning earlier where they some of these people might not have a great home situation. Right. Like it closes the gap between kids without means and kids with right. means yep. uh, because they're know. all starting early, you know, and yep. but so many of these red states just say like preschool pff, waste of money. I'd rather spend that money on oil subsidies or whatever. I'll spend it on Bible school for those kids, you know, <laughs> right. I'll put the Ten Commandments out front of their house and make them read that. Yeah, and we'll we'll absolutely use that tax money to pay for voter ID, gerrymandering, clearly against the 14th Amendment, abortion laws. The whole thing with fiscal responsibility in Texas is such a joke. I mean, it's such a transparent political ploy to say that you're in favor of fiscal responsibility and then just spend tens of millions of dollars every year on defending ideological bills that are never going to fly. Yeah. Yeah. So Thor, thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. It's been awesome to talk to you. I'm really excited to hear what comes next in your campaign as are all of our listeners. I'm sure vote Thor everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Where can folks find you online and do you have any kind of projects or anything that you really want to hype up? The best place to find me is on Twitter. I'm ThorHarris666 on Twitter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a Satanist. I'm an agnostic. I don't care about any deities. <laughs> I, they're bigger, more pressing problems. Yeah, I was going to say, man, I think for running for office in Texas, we might want to get you a different <laughs> yeah. Twitter handle, like Thor Harris the Respectable or something. Right, <laughs> right. I got 99 problems, but Beelzebub ain't one. But for now, I'm ThorHarris666 on Twitter, and cool. do get in touch with me. And I'm, I'm protesting all the time with different groups down at the Texas Capitol oh, yeah. all the time. I, I look like a caveman. I'm a 
Neanderthal looking uh, <laughs> specimen, yeah. but I'm really friendly. So come up and talk to me. <laughs> My band Thor and Friends has a new record coming out November 17th. What's it called? Uh, it's called The Subversive Nature of Kindness. Ooh. Ooh. I'm sold. I think these are really mean times. And I don't want to live in mean times. I want the world... I think the world got a lot meaner on November 8th and Mm. during the campaigning season. And I don't think that's the world that any of us really want. Right. A world where we're so suspicious of each other. You know, I I am guilty of it too. I look at old white people and wonder, (laughs) did you vote for Trump? Right. I just don't want, I don't want to be like that. Well, man, it's been great talking to you and yeah, we'll be happy to have you back on at any time. It has been awesome hanging with y'all and I would be happy to come on the show again. Yes, thanks so much for hanging out, man. So great to meet you guys. Yeah, you too, man. Thanks a lot and good luck, man. Good luck. Thank you. Keep up the good work and stay in touch, y'all. great talking to thor this week uh we got to keep the tradition going yeah though absolutely we still got to bring this episode out with a high note so you know we kept mm-hmm. the conversation going and we talked about some stuff uh we're going to talk about some stuff that's that's still on our minds this week including some podcast rivalry absolutely i can't I mean, wait that's, to jump that's into the that. big thing i think this is our planting our flag here gentlemen dude we're <laughs> dropping the mic on some fools we're putting some people on blast we're coming for you just kidding we're not really coming for you have you guys seen this map that's been going out by right-wing dudes and stuff they make a lot of maps man it's uh the state grades on gun laws for 2016 oh it's like and it highlights the 10 states with the worst gun death rates, but it also has the state's uh, ranking like A through F on the gun laws. 
So the South pretty much gets an F. You know, the state you're in, Matt, gets an F, although it's not one of the worst gun death rates. So okay, people yeah, have right. guns, but they know how to handle them evidently in Texas, which I believe, you know, there's some outliers, but it's it's I'm still sure. pretty wild down here though. Uh, sure. my brother-in-law uh deals guns as part of his job and uh he's That's he's totally up to date on you know all of the laws around here and they're they're incredibly lax. It's wild. <laughs> yeah. I mean that idiot uh Charlie Kirk from the head of Turning Point USA today had tweeted about how Chicago or how Illinois gets a B plus, even though they have so many deaths in Chicago every year, you know, right. That typical racist bullshit, but it's like 40% of the guns come from Indiana, which gets a D minus in gun laws. It's easy right. as and fuck. You can literally walk there. You just walk right. across the street. Yeah, sure. And that's, I mean, that's the only answer anyone needs if they're in a Facebook argument like I have been for a week. Right. Um, <laughs> about gun laws and people will bring up like, well, what about Chicago? They they put these super restrictive laws in place and they still have a huge homicide rate. And right. part of that is, yeah, it's because we don't have any kind of a national oversight system so right yeah chicago outlawed handguns for a while but anybody who lived in indiana or ohio or wisconsin uh who was trying to make a buck could just drive into chicago right right and my favorite tweet that i saw was uh this clip of of trump or somebody saying uh well look you know people jump to wanting to like ban guns but, you know, if the killer used a, a truck, as some terrorists do, are we going to talk about truck control? You know, that's ludicrous. Um, that's yeah, th- that's the actual dumbest take. Right. <laughs> what are we going to what are we going to outlaw knives because you can kill someone with a knife? Right. Well, and you know, one like- of the best takes on that I saw was like, OK, when a like a fairly old guy kills dozens and dozens of people with a knife from the 32nd floor of a hotel like okay then maybe we would want to talk about knife control right Mm. well and it's like to think like yeah like truck control like you have to have you have to get your truck registered you have to get a license for your truck you have to get insurance for your truck you know yeah any any damage that you do with that truck you have to carry insurance for to make sure that that's paid for right so, I mean, yeah, I think we our truck control is sadly better than our gun control at this point. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. Well, and so <laughs> that dude, Dan Cleave from, you know, Nebraska, uh, a.k.a. at Racial Theocracy on Twitter. Oh, is this our uh, Vanguard America? Oh, we're yeah. starting this beef now. Vanguard America, we're fucking coming for you. <laughs> right. Uh, he goes, they misspelled, quote, best states to live in. And it was, you know, retweeting, uh, seems the South is distinct on this issue. And it was all Fs and stuff. So, 
It's <laughs> right. Looks wait. like it's time to move to Mississippi, um, Dan. Right. We're, exactly. It's like you should just uh, GTFO. It's not like you've got you know yeah anything going up here. I mean, if you want to be racist, like Mississippi is the place to be, man. I mean, they got some of the t- the top racism in the nation going on down there, Seriously, man. You want to be where the action is. We need to queue up some Mississippian music or some <laughs> shit. Is that even a genre? <laughs> you know. But I mean, <clears throat> I thought you were gonna talk about uh, how they started their own podcast. Podcast, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we're, totally. we're setting trends all over the place. Seriously. Here. I mean, you know, not to boost you guys too much on the show or anything like that, but I think it's like Vanguard America Radio or some shit or FM. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it was on SoundCloud for like I think two they, minutes. They broadcast on KKKKR. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, but they were on SoundCloud. They got kicked off of there. So now they're on PewTube, which is no, like... No, which uh, I, I think oh. we do need to give a little shout out <laughs> to our friends over at uh, Nebraska Antifa. Oh, um, absolutely. Because I think they organized that campaign to get Vanguard America reported off of SoundCloud. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's not, it's not that hard to do because this dude's a literal Nazi, right? Yeah, so... right. Yeah. I mean, their episode, <clears throat> I'll spare the audience, but they literally refer to black people... <laughs> as antiquated farm equipment among other things it's crazy nice yeah totally and most of the arguments don't even make sense and the funny thing one of the funniest arguments is well i'm uh a lutheran but and i know a couple of you guys are like wiccan or something but we all get along and it's like well, why don't you add a Muslim in that circle? I mean, but that, that's <laughs> right. different. Relig- I mean, that's brown religion. But uh, but anyway, so they're on PewTube, which were you going to explain that that's uh, YouTube for racist? Well, for- right, which is yeah, like it's I, named I after PewDiePie, it, right? The, the uh, like right. PewDiePie, the racist. What's he Swedish or something? Right, like Some, video game yeah. vlogger. Right. Uh, well, got his got his a couple of his videos demonetized because he was like literally screaming the, the n word hard r right and and your boy uh, and and so they had to start up they obviously had to start up their own version of youtube that's 100 percent free speech yeah and i really i'm anticipating it's going to go about as well as it's gone for anybody else who's tried to do this when like it gets flooded with child porn because People oh, for are like, sure. Oh, oh finally, there's like a safe space where I can post the shit online, yeah. <laughs> and then it turns out that they're in violation of national laws, right. and they get kicked. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I mean, the show- it's the price of freedom. Exactly. We, we won't get into the content of the show too much here, but- Thank God. Yeah. I mean, I did listen through the entire episode of the show- I'm always listening to podcasts and trying to <laughs> pick up a few techniques. I don't know that I'm going to be dropping too many techniques and stuff here, but um, yeah. It's yeah, a- well, wasn't one of your big takeaways that their sound quality is just terrible? They're just bad well, at producing I mean, a podcast. Well, you know, yeah. It takes, and, sometimes it's hard, you know. It's it's a learning curve. You well, know, I'm going to give this one to Brendan, <laughs> Brendan knows that because Brendan pretty much edited all of our episodes up for like the first 20 or something. <laughs> but, right. Uh, and, you know, these guys, to be fair, they don't have microphones or anything like that that I can tell. Maybe possibly like a headset microphone that our guests have. Yeah. 
but they completely... Hey, it worked for Chapo, so right. they're probably okay. Yeah. They only <laughs> right. use radio equipment that, that only white people invented, so it's actually like <laughs> sure. two uh, tin cans and a string. It's like a decoder ring. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. I it's mean, Morse code. Well, and that was one of the things they get into. They're like, all the contributions to Western civilization have been white people all black people have contributed was manual labor and stuff like that <laughs> um which is laughably untrue right. unfortunately I, mean, I don't fault them for believing that yeah. because our public schools cover right. jack shit yeah. on the accomplishments I mean, of black people if black but, people are so cool why didn't they invent rock and roll right exactly huh? exactly yeah? checkmate black people who the fuck invented usher well and also <laughs> uh who invented the first successful like heart transplant or something like that oh i, I mean know. there's all I kinds mean, of stuff i mean right we yeah. don't have to engage it the, right, literally but... the only thing that people learn in school about what black people did is that the black people invented peanut butter with george washington carver right and they think that eli whitney who invented the cotton gin is black because his name just sounds black, but that right. dude was white. Well, of course. I might be blowing some what? minds right here because literally <laughs> everybody thinks that Eli Whitney, who invented the cotton gin, was a black person, and he's not. Right. He's a white person, but the books don't say that, right? Right. And so you just assume like right. one of these peeps got to be black. It's probably that guy. He's he's <laughs> right. working the cotton. He's do it's a cotton thing. Like right. He's he he's around the uh, yeah. He's around the muse. So. Were they getting mixed up with like George Washington Carver or something? I have no idea. It's crazy. I mean, they rip on the military for getting into. Uh, Look at this. Look at how white this dude is. <laughs> dude. <laughs> of course he's white. Of course he's white. He is the dude, whitest dude I've dude, ever seen. Dude, I just assumed, like, if it doesn't say a race. I just assume it's a white person, not because it is a white person, but because that's the only person people would be talking about. Right, like, exactly. Literally, like, even if some <laughs> black dude was doing good shit, people would be like, is he doing good shit? We, we got to kill him. Right. We got to perpetuate the stereotype. Well, and it's like, you know, but... to have white people say like, you know, black people didn't invent anything. Like, in between all the time we were enslaving and whipping them, they should have been inventing some stuff. Right. Like, right. So lazy. Those yeah, black so literally were so weren't lazy. allowed to learn how to read and couldn't possess anything <laughs> right. in, in terms of like tools or, yeah. But, but no, um, they, they probably should. I mean, that's just, that's lack of industriousness. I mean, we need people to pull themselves up by their bootstraps. Another in low light in the show, not to list them all off, you know. I got to leave a little <laughs> bit. I got to tease it a little bit, you know. We're doing a little free publicity so we can flame these fucks later. My favorite my favorite thing about this, uh, I've I've searched for e Eli Whitney now on Google to pull the oh, picture sure. of him. Oh, yeah. And the uh, suggested that people also search for Harriet Tubman. Like <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, you know, I'm sure that Eli Whitney had sex with black people, yeah. honestly. And I'm sure it was not consensual. Yeah. But H anyway. Harriet Absolutely. Tubman? Was she really a woman? I don't know. Oh, dude, she looks like Michelle Obama, man. That, that means, you know, we got to see. No, just kidding. Uh, obviously not. But uh, what was the other thing? Oh, so they were, they were talking about that. Air Force Academy situation where a bunch of people, not a bunch of people, but a couple of people had the N-word written on their dorms or something right. like that. Uh, right. And how they came out with the statement. It was kind of a strong statement. You know, people of color are like, mm -hmm, we'll see. You know, I mean, it sounds one way. We'll see what really happens. These guys are talking about how 
first of all, all of the great army downfalls were because of integration and stuff like that. So, sure. you know, they were, but they were talking about the Austro Hungarian army or some shit. I wasn't even going to mm. spend the time Googling it. It's not really an important part of my life right now, <laughs> but uh, I'm like, yeah, world war one. I, I know that they weren't integrated, but they had black regiments in world war one. Again, not going to play into it, but they go, if you're not strong enough to take us calling you the N-word, then you probably don't need to be fighting for our freedoms. Right. And it's like, okay, well, you know, they shouldn't be fighting for your freedoms because fuck you. But uh... you know what, though? They would never <laughs> fucking say that to like a big black dude's face. They would never do it. Well, this no. dude might because he's would get, got a fucking They would fucking get absolutely gun. fucking <laughs> right. if right. they actually said that to somebody. Oh, no, that's what they want because, he would yeah, never you know do these dudes, the you know, these sure. dudes are armed at all times, you right. know what I mean? And they're just waiting for a black person to step to them, you know, and show the slightest bit of disrespect or whatever so that they can have an excuse. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I don't think this dude goes out at all. <laughs> you know, I've been following Antifa. I've been looking at his social medias. I don't think that this dude goes out at all. So he's afraid of STDs and shit. But so, that's, an, that's another story for another episode. Do we want? So. Do you think that guy's getting laid very often? Is that like is STDs really the thing that he needs to be concerned about? Um, I don't know, dude. There's zero pic. Dude, his pictures are like Dylan Roof style. Who, by the way, they call Saint Dylan. Uh, <laughs> But they're they're in the sense that he has no friends, no family pictures, none of that stuff. I mean, Man. I don't know. He seems sometimes he says stuff that makes sense on Twitter, too. I mean, it's not like this dude is 100 percent evil, but he says some dipshit stuff. So I don't know. All right. Well. I don't think we're we're recommending our audience go listen to Vanguard America. Oh hell wherever, no! Wherever you can find but it currently. What no, we no, no. what we are recommending though is that you tell a friend to listen to Liquid Flannel. Yes. So that we can continue to get more more listens if, than this racist trash. This please. dude literally yeah. got over ninety listens to his first episode. I think we got like forty. Don't hype him up. Don't hype him up, man. <laughs> don't right. don't be don't be dishing that dirt. But we do have a better No, it's okay. That's show. how that this is how rap beefs start, right? Like seriously. A smaller artist attacks a a bigger artist. You punch up the so, resultant publicity. You know what we need is to blow this thing up to the point where like BuzzFeed or <laughs> like HuffPo We'll cover it. We'll we'll be we'll be in the money. We can actually start our Patreon then, dude. Are we are we inventing podcast beef? I mean, because seriously, I haven't heard of that too much. Yeah, let's put it. Let's let's get on the map, I think, guys. Let's I think do that's this. the major innovation that we're bringing to this art form, dude. In oh, fact. I got a MIDI control. Oh, dude, that was the other thing. The music bumps that they play are are crazy i mean it's like literally a, uh, i assume it's just johnny rubble from the boondocks there was that one but then there was the, one did they really use no no no, no 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 i mean it, it doesn't like... sound like it kind of sounds a little bit like that uh, all right country ish not all countries like that obviously like uh, that that song <laughs> that ethan supley is listening to in his car in american history x <laughs> right uh yeah and then they've got this dude singing we are the alt right and it's like that um <laughs> sort of it's not disturbed oh, man that shitty stuff uh um, like corn or whatever breaking benjamin like or some shit yeah, yeah like, dude 
and then they had 90s, one. early 2000s butt rock. Do you remember that horrible Lil Uzi Vert song that I played for you or whatever? Mm, maybe. Maybe not. Maybe that was Ray Schremer. <laughs> and that's not bad. I've listened to it so much that I love it now. Uh, <laughs> but Lil Uzi Vert, he's got this song. He was a SoundCloud rapper that blew up. They found some alt-right dude that like literally just used Uzi Vert's flow and change it to alt-right language and stuff. <laughs> He's like the weird Al of yeah, the alt-right. Seriously, it's, a, it's <laughs> an alt-right parody of Lil Uzi Vert, <laughs> who loves Marilyn Manson. That's the superiority <laughs> of the white race, right? Oh, is that yeah. they could is that they could cultures. take it and be like, what if I made up funny words and be like, hey, black people are stupid. I'm yeah, rapping. Dude. Dude, seriously, <laughs> they could appropriate culture from a mile away faster than a speeding bullet. <laughs> I mean, Lil Uzi Vert, that dude just came out of nowhere to me. But anyway, that might be showing my ignorance to the game. So we better close it up. So, yeah, that was a great episode. Rap Beef, how you guys feel about that? Yeah, at us on Twitter. Let us yeah. know. Yeah, absolutely. Now we've got to step up our social media game, yeah. which is a good time to remind you all where you can find us pretty much all over the internet. So, you know, we've got that YouTube channel going. We've got the uh, Facebook page, li at Liquid Flannel. Our Twitter page, at Liquid Flannel. You can also follow us individually. You can find me, at Shaggy2Trope. Brendan, where can they find you? I'm at Brendan Williams with one L. Matt, where are you at? I'm at Matt the Great with the W. And I did do the, uh, a change your Twitter handle to reflect the Halloween thing. I don't know. I think it's kind of a funny. So Very I used to seasonal. be Comper Matthew, but now I'm Comper Matthew. Very with a ghost emoji at the end. Darkness falls across the land. <laughs> the midnight hour is on your Twitter profile. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and be the sure actual to, last thing that yeah. Vincent Price ever recorded. You know, we. I don't have a cool name. I need. We need to brainstorm some spooky names. All right, for, we're, we're gonna hard. get something. It's just my regular name. Brandon it's not Wood. a cool thing. Do you have a middle know. name? No, I don't. <laughs> You're lying about that <laughs> shit. <laughs> it sounds pretty scary already, dude. He's got some nightmares about it. <laughs> but anyways, you know, we appreciate the likes on all of the social media, and be sure to uh, give us a rating on iTunes. So uh, we appreciate all of that, and we'll see you next week. 